0: We go, folks, with Inside Middle Tennessee, where it is hot, hot, hot. But it's, the air conditioning's working. Yeah, yeah. AC, AC, AC. <laughs> it's working in here right now, thank goodness. It's going to be a warm one this weekend. Yes. It's going to be warm today. I saw with the heat index, they expect to be about 102, 103. And Scott is so looking forward to it, because mm. he gets to cut hay, I think, today. Mm-hmm. That's we would be been. we
1: would be in the hayfield, but we got two tractors down. So, uh oh, yeah, down and you out. have you have farm equipment. It's gonna break.
0: <laughs> yeah, or or eventually that it does. Right? Yes, so. well, folks. It is warm. We got Fourth of July weekend, so to speak. Uh, I think a lot of places are going to be closed <laughs> on Monday. Obviously, they're going to be closed on Tuesday. Yes. So it's a good excuse to have a four day weekend. It is. It is. You know, if you count uh, and if you count Friday today, which is afternoon, I have a feeling a lot of people will be heading home early. About a four and a half, maybe even a five-day weekend. Yeah. So That's just a... take all the time off you can, while you can. So in yeah. the middle of the heat, where you're... yeah I'll introduce players. I'm Jim Ross. We've got Terry Wilcox on the board, fresh back from his stint doing NASCAR.
2: Absolutely glad what, to be what here. What are you
0: doing for NASCAR?
2: I actually, uh, I'm in charge of. Uh, shuttling all of the media members celebrities sponsors uh, back and forth within the complex i've got uh, three drivers and i just coordinate all of that and make sure that the right people come into the media center and that the wrong ones stay out
0: yeah wow he's the bouncer and we got scott sapicky here good morning everybody and Sarah Elizabeth, and we expect to have Sheila in here one of these days. She is on her way. You know, uh, tardiness. Scott, say, is... Scott, Scott, we need to give some demerits out. or something. <laughs> tardy, you know, tardy. I cannot believe a she former would get
2: you. A teacher, a teacher, a teacher, a former tardy teacher. teacher, tardy. She'll always be a teacher. Yes. We'll have
3: to, we'll have to make her write her multiplication tables three times Ooh. all the way
0: up to the 12th. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> she and she's not a math person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I suspect she'll be coming in here, and she'll be reciting them. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, so anyway,
1: a lot of things going on in town this weekend. Yeah, such so, as such as the red, white, and blue um well, parade parade, the Rotary Fourth of July. They moved it to Murray County Park this year. Um, they're gonna have it. It starts at nine a.m. tomorrow morning at Kids Kingdom.
0: Okay, are we still doing fireworks on Fourth of July that you're aware of? Because I haven't heard anything I, about it. I
1: think so. I know
2: my neighbors will.
0: They, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know my neighbors
1: <laughs> will too.
0: I'll find out for you. Uh, I guarantee you, where I live, I mean we don't we don't have to buy any fireworks. All we do, we, our porch is elevated, yes. and all we do is just get out there with an adult beverage and just sit back and just watch it because it goes on all around us. Well,
1: it does too, where we live, and. um one year i i was younger one of my friends is a pilot and um we went flying like around the 4th of july and you could just see fireworks everywhere
0: yeah it was so, great so in the evening you weren't afraid to get up there with him and no. uh, him or her during the evening no
1: no but um i don't know if i'd do that again now that i know it you know the fireworks come up and
0: you know yeah. explode and all that but well, I lived on Tom Hitch Parkway for the longest time up there where a couple of silos are up on top of a hill, if, if people remember. And you're up on top of a hill like that, I could see all the way out to the interstate. And uh, as far as fireworks going off, it's all pretty cool. <laughs> oh, look who decided to show.
4: I lost track of time.
0: Oh, lost track of time. Okay, that,
3: that doesn't work. <laughs> It did not work when you were a teacher. No,
4: it did. I said okay. you should start earlier, then you won't be
0: late. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sheila! I
1: know. I had to get everybody else going at my house. But the thing about it is, when they were t- at Central, we were there. Like we were the first people in the buildings in the morning. <laughs> yeah, regardless. Regardless. Yeah. And I was a kid going to Baker and Whitthorn, and I was there with them at Central. Like and and when dad was principal and I was uh driving, I I quit riding with him and I started driving. He would call if I wasn't in the parking lot and, and he hadn't seen me in the building because <laughs> Sarah Liz need to be at school at least thirty minutes before school started.
0: Yeah. So, well literally... we gotta have we i I I'll say one thing about Sheila today. Sheila's very patriotic.
4: That's right. Yeah. I looked mm-hmm. up my old Old-timey rhinestone pen. I'm not sure they would make such things anymore. Wait,
0: you got the red and white all the way down to the eyeglasses. That's right. Yeah, but where's used. the blue?
4: Well, I had a scarf, but I didn't have time to look
0: for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you were running late. I was running
4: late, late, late. Uh, That's one of my great weaknesses. I have many. But one of them is I always think I've got more time than I have. I think that's because I try to squeeze so much in every day. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it's not a bad way to be.
4: No, mm. I guess not. It's it's lasted seventy six years, so I guess it'll be all right a few more. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: You can hang on there a little bit more. A little bit more. You know, hey right, Terry, uh, when it gets this hot, what happens to the tires on a racetrack?
1: Yeah,
2: they actually stick better. Really? Yeah. Oh, you think
4: they would the, melt.
2: <laughs> no, 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 but it, yeah, the the warmer it is, that's that's why they you know, it, they, if you run when it's cold, they, they tend to slide. Yeah. Instead of stick, and so yeah, the hotter it is, actually, the better. So
3: you know, the thing I've always wondered about, and, and I've gotten into this because my boys have been following this whole Formula One thing, mm-hmm. because now they do races here in the United States, yep. and they're huge, huge events. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, it's very interesting because an average NASCAR pit stop, if it's awesome, is what eleven seconds.
2: Yeah, eleven or yeah, that, better about eleven yeah, seconds.
3: Formula One is about one and a half to two seconds. That's right. And they change all four tires and and, and, and put fuel in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Is it four people per, is it a p- person yeah. per tire? Well, well yeah. in, in
3: Formula per- One, there are no limits, I believe, on how right. many people can, to there. like they'll have two people on each tire, a mm-hmm. person in the front, person in the back. They've got like 15 people that are working on this Formula One car, but it's in and out in like two seconds.
4: That's amazing. I yeah. like to
0: see that. It,
3: well. But what's really interesting is they give them three choices of tires. They give them a hard, a medium, and a soft tire. And they can pick the ones they want. Obviously, the hard tires last the longest, mm-hmm. but they don't give you the grip at the beginning. And the soft tires give you lots of grip so you can go real fast at the beginning, but they wear out quicker. And so not only is there strategy on the drivers, mm-hmm. there's strategy in the pit crews on what tires to pick because they really only have to make really one pit stop for the whole race.
2: Yeah, How that, long is yeah.
3: the race, though? Uh, it's usually like like 50 laps.
2: Yeah, their races are short. Really. Short.
3: But it's... it's very technical. Mm-hmm. And they control the cars through the pits electronically. Isn't they can make adjustments crazy. on the cars. And so with NASCAR, yeah. you want to make an adjustment on the car, you gotta bring it in the pits and you see the guy with turning the crank mm-hmm. on it or something like that. And in and in Formula One it's all done electronically through and, the pits.
2: And their their steering wheel, they have so many controls. Mm-hmm. It's like a video game where they can control really? yeah. all parts oh. of it. And
3: then this year they added something where the rear spoiler, which is like normally a, a flat piece, yeah. they can open it to let more air, let air flow through it, which makes them faster. Oh! So you'll see them on the straightaways. They'll all of a sudden you'll see their spoiler open up, and they'll they'll get an extra ten miles an hour and pass somebody, and then close it back up going into the turn. Yeah.
2: that's neat. It's amazing yeah, to those, watch. Yeah, those cars are. Amazing. But that
1: does make sense. The tires stick. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in the jeep when. when I used to ride in the jeep before before
0: my uh, uh, busting things up. Uh, Before my
1: (laughs) accident in Utah, Uh, but when Sean's trying to climb a rock, the hotter the tires, the better. It's gonna go up the. the Well, it'd be interesting
3: in in NASCAR if they gave them the tire compound choices of hard, medium, and soft, because in NASCAR you have multiple stops, Right. right? Right. But you hit each other. Yeah. And so, you that's know, the, you have more than just one pit stop where you could say, okay, we're going to start out soft and then go to hard to finish the race. You may start out with soft to get as much space as or many spots as you could do for, at, in the short amount of time. And then you would always have to constantly make a strategic decision mm-hmm. on, okay, how long are we going to go before the next wreck that are we going to get advantage of these tires? So,
2: right. Yeah. That's the thing that without, without a caution, they may run sixty to eighty laps. Right. So you got the hard tires, so, you win. Right, If you exactly. got the soft tires, you're in trouble. But yeah, if you could, if you had an idea how quickly the cautions would come, yeah, you could go with the softer one. So, and they also in NASCAR and uh, Formula One, all of them, they have rain tires as yes. well. Oh, well. Uh, which which they just experimented with a couple of years ago in NASCAR, and uh, usually the lower series. Uh, I'd, the Cup Series kind of d- stays away from that, but uh, but that's different because they tried it in Texas mm-hmm. and they had a disaster. Cars were going everywhere. They had massive wrecks because it was water on the track. Well, even though the grooves so are the tires. In
3: Formula One, they race in the rain. They do. They sure do. Downpour, whatever. They'll just put the rain tires on mm-hmm. and they have these cameras right behind the driver's helmet. And when the rain's out, it's it's like being behind 20 semis. You you can't see anything.
2: Yeah. And these guys are
3: going 200 miles an hour down a straightaway, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you can't really see anything in front of you. And it's like, that's why the guy, Max Verstappen, who's leading the Formula One, Mm -hmm. he's making about $80 million a year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As they yeah. say, it's an accident waiting to happen. When, anyway. you know, when you're
3: so on that, that is yeah. probably more about racing than we've ever said. Well, my... that's okay. It's, it's educational
1: because
4: mm-hmm. Mr. T. Willie, when I heard that on news, I said, "Mr. T. Willie's in his element." Okay. <laughs> and,
2: and a gentleman that uh, I touched base with again, I met him when in 2011 when this famous incident happened, uh, gave the invocation. Reverend uh, Pastor uh, Joe Nelms out of Lebanon. If anybody has ever saw the invocation from the Nashville racetrack, you will know what I'm talking about. Uh, He thanked everybody, uh, all the sponsors, all the drivers, and even his smoking hot wife. So (laughs) if you go go to YouTube, you can check that video out. It's the most famous invocation ever. And uh, I touch base with him, and he's going to call into the radio show one day.
0: Oh, very good. Y'all were talking about a rain tire. What makes it? A, what makes a rain tire? Yeah, what's
2: the difference? It's got grooves in it. Yeah. You know, oh, it actually it, has tread. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like what? Mm-hmm. Well, we have tread on our. It, it car keeps. Right. You, yeah. It
3: keeps. The, the, it it basically. It's. It's not only. The water. It, it's not only tread, but it's tread that pushes the, the water, water out from yeah. underneath the tire. Oh. And so they can grip.
2: Yeah, when there's no tread, I mean, there's nothing to right. do. But with it. But
3: they don't. Formula One,
2: they don't slow down. No, they don't. Maybe in a corner, but not. I mean, but it's. So is that if,
1: the race that's going to be in Nashville this fall?
3: No, that's that's the Indy race. Okay, It's very similar. Okay, very, very similar, similar cars. But the, you it's, can see uh, I'm not very. But up uh, on this. they have a race in Miami. Formula One comes to Miami. They come one other place. I think they come to Texas. I'm.
2: I'm they, not they, sure. There's
3: two races in the United States now in Formula One, and it's just it's interesting to watch it. It's everything is so precise. And technical, they have these huge computers that these engineers sit at, and they're nothing but monitoring the car, and Isn't that adjusting amazing? the car. The, that all the amazing.
4: technicalities. How right, yeah, we don't see any of that part when right. we see it on television. And
2: I believe well, they also monitor the drivers. Everything you know, so they can tell if there's an issue with the driver as oh, wow. well. So yeah. yeah, they're they're so far advanced. But so you know, the,
3: the teams are you know, well, Red Bull's the number one team in the world, but you got Ferrari, Aston Martin. Uh, Bugatti is getting into it now. I mean, these are the elites of yes, uh, yes. of automobiles. But it's if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's very. It's not long. It's fifty yeah. laps. takes about an hour, but it's fascinating to watch. And mm. oh, and by the way, you can't touch each other because the cars yeah. are so
2: brittle. Yeah. Brittle. You can't yeah. touch anybody. Yeah, when they touch wheels, that's when they. Bad usually, things happen. They, yes, the ra- that, their race is usually over. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. like NASCAR where you can bump into each other and we stuff. Did, so.
4: This morning on the news, they say that they are about to make the DeLorean in an electric car now.
0: Oh, my. There's actually going somebody's going to revive the DeLorean?
4: In, to, into an electric car.
0: Oh, Lord.
2: So I thought it pe- was in Back to the Future. Yeah. Was <laughs> saying, yeah. Well, yeah. it was. I yeah, hope everybody remembers my, that one.
4: One of my students had one.
0: Really? It's made of stainless steel. I yes, think. and the yes. doors
4: went like this. Like a gull. Yeah, yes, we all means. went out to see it. We were so astounded that anybody would first of all that anybody around here'd have such a thing. And I cannot remember that young man's name, but we were all just flabbergasted.
0: Just to think of any
4: such thing as being in our parking lot.
0: Well, it was the first entry of somebody trying to break into the car market mm-hmm. in about thirty or forty years at the time. And since then, I think several other folks uh, have done it. Yeah. But still, it was one, one of the first times. John DeLorean yeah. yep. is the guy that had that thing. And they only made a limited number. I only stayed in business like a couple of years. Yeah. They stayed in business. I don't remember <laughs> be- how much they made
3: It's because he went to prison for cocaine.
0: Oh, oh is that wait, what it he? was? Oh, oh wow. wow. I, was like, <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't recall. When the head of remember. your company
3: winds up in prison for
0: cocaine, you're in I trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're I I in trouble. Well <laughs> finished and time. that
1: ends your business.
0: <laughs> well, you know, speaking of business, we're up against I thought this. you were going to say speaking of cocaine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> where are we wow. going? <laughs> Whoa, ain't going there. That's a Larry
2: Clapton for you today. There you go. Well, speaking
0: Speaking of all that, we are up against a break and we need to take one. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee.
1: One of our objectives at Caledonian Financial is to impact our clients and friends in a positive manner. Whether it's a friendly voice, a smile and a wave as you walk past our office, or supporting our community, the Caledonian team is actively involved through our memberships in Kiwanis, Rotary, Murray Alliance, Circle of Excellence, volunteering in Boy Scouts and 4-H, serving on a variety of boards and more, we stay connected to Murray County. This is Daisy Cook with Caledonian Financial
5: in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. 3, 2, one.
1: This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM.
0: And we're back on a very cool day. We gotta turn <laughs> the heater on. You think?
1: No, <laughs> no.
0: Somebody already did. Yeah, somebody, yeah. The,
1: Mother Nature turned it on. Outside. And the AC off. Yes. yes. So I have a fan at my desk because I have roving hot flashes. <laughs> so i have a fan on my desk and i'll have to turn it on periodically so but it's been staying on the entire
0: week (laughs) i I didn't even ask what you were going to do history wise there's not any history this time of year oh it's
1: this is my favorite time of year with history and also because my child was born on july the third so okay um, we cool. tried for. July we tried to. Forward, but it, didn't work. For, it didn't work. <laughs> she was born at nine eleven at night uh, hmm. on July the third, and the one of the first things daddy said was, "You could have waited <laughs> a few more hours so we'd have a firecracker." But she's a firecracker.
4: <laughs> I'm sure so you got a
0: firecracker anyway. She, uh, yeah. But um, you got a firecracker up and down the line. <laughs> yes, I'm so think so it's of the it. genealogy it's is
4: hereditary.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of firecrackers.
1: Yes, but um, mom and I usually try to talk about what we're going to talk about on the radio and stuff so we decided to talk about the preamble and the pledge of allegiance so there you go. so the preamble I had to learn in elementary school and it says we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union Establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote for the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, and do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America.
0: Okay, that's good. When
4: did you memorize that?
1: I don't know what grade I was in. Oh, but well, I all my all you my, bought me the Constitution book.
4: Oh, all my juniors memorized that. But I
1: had to. Rem- I had. There were several things I had to memorize, and I love memory work because I am Sheila Hickman's child. So, um, <laughs> so I like to. That play. apple doesn't fall no. far from the tree. But uh, so, yep. I just wanted to talk about the preamble and like the preamble's origins predate the Constitutional Convention. Um, they are usually. Um, preambles to legal documents were relative in the commonplace at the nation's founding. Uh, several English laws um, had them. Uh, the Petitions of Rights of 1628, the Habeas Corpus Act of 1679, the Bill of Rights of 1689, and the Act of Settlement in 1701. Um, so, it, it's a prefatory text that explains the law's objects and uh, historical impetus. So, um, after I started reading this last night, I'm like, "This is really deep. I don't know if this is really good for makeup." Well, but. you know the way
0: I related, and, and Sheila, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like if you're writing a novel, then somebody somebody writes an introduction,
4: yeah. yes, yeah. A an introduction or, yeah. to the most like books, like a preface, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and just kind of, yeah, preface just kind of yeah. lets you know what yeah. to expect, so to sets the stage, yes, well, a little bit, and it,
4: and those are lofty goals, yes, those yeah. are
1: lofty goals um, for that. Um, in the first draft in 1787, it said, We the people of the states of New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Pro- Providence, and Providence Plantations, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, all Maryland, colonies. all the colonies. It listed all of them. And then they struck that out. So, um, But they kept working on it. And then... There was some criticism from the anti-federalists about the preamble. Like Patrick Henry, um, he criticized the opening lines of the Constitution at the at the Virginia Ratifying Convention. He he asked, like, who authorized them to speak the language of "we the people" instead of "we the states." I mean, he argued that and all that. And he also, liked to argue. Yes, so he was
0: a big states rights guy. Yes, yes. Like, Wasn't Jefferson a states rights guy too? Am ha- I wrong?
4: Hamilton. Hamilton was the one who was. He's so, a Federalist one. Yeah, he, he was so worried about the separation of powers between the states and the and the
1: federal government. So, but um, in particular, the most of the writings supported the Constitution's ratification with the preamble language. So, um, the Constitution's goals: establishing justice and securing the blessings of liberty. Um, prompted by the perception that the state governments at the time, um, the framing were violating individual liberties. You know, they were. We just talked about that. So, and there was a lot of Federalist Papers that were written. By James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, um, and argued different parts. But well, the,
4: supposedly the Federalist Papers are the best explanation of the Constitution that has ever
0: been done. And who wrote the Federalist Papers?
4: John Jay,
1: Alexander Hamilton,
4: Jay, James, James Madison. Madison.
0: So it's big. It was just a big joint effort between. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. okay.
1: and you can still get them today and read them. So That's they're in print.
4: To be to be the very best explanation ever.
0: Have you read them? No, I because read, I just wanted to, you know, speak into, speaking to speaking to Sarah's uh, point here. Yeah, or, is it, you know, is it kind of fairly deep language? So to I speak? I think
4: it is. I, I've read some, but I think it is very involved as far as uh, the legalistic. Yeah. aspects of it, I think it is. But it's one of those I, you
0: got to read about three sentences, yeah. and you got to sit back and kind of digest yes, it a yeah. little bit. And
1: maybe there's some kind of abridged edition <laughs> or something that might help <laughs> I you. I don't know. I had to read one. I took Colonial America. I took a Colonial America class, and I had to read one of them. Um, and that that class was very challenging dr williams that taught me at mtsu he he was very pivotal in my history life at mtsu and um just he challenged us to read and think and and i reread all kinds of books and stuff and things about forming the united States. It, it just made you really think about how important the creation of all this was and how Knowledgeable those men were at the
0: time. It wasn't Didn't, seamless. I mean, these people no, argued no, all the they time. Arguments, no. I loved arguments. Um, <laughs> I loved arguments. I went
1: to see 1776 last weekend at TPAC, but it was an interpretation that had women portraying the men. <laughs> that was kind of hard for me as a historian, but I had to say it's an interpretation. Then, yeah. yeah, but, um, but the original 1776. Uh, it's a movie. Um, well, it it is, was on Broadway. It was on Broadway, but it is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you need to try to see it. And it, it's it got all kinds of funny. It's got Ben Franklin in it. I mean, it. it's really cute. So, And if you had me at MTSU when I taught at MTSU, I would make you, at the end of the year, one of the final essay things was... Um, you needed to watch 1776 and compare it to how what we learned about the Frank, like the arguments of the Constitution and all that that happened. So,
0: you know, I can't imagine getting to a, a word fight with Ben Franklin. Oh um, no! I bet he would cut you up like a nickel oh, steak. I,
4: I bet he would too. And those people were so smart, and they had so much behind them—all the philosophies of Europe. And all the uh, biblical principles of doing right, they had so much installed in their minds that they—they, they, you know that those arguments must have been a, a, a battle of words and a battle of wits.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, though, uh, they, back then they had the, what, the classical education. Yes, they did. You know, where you're studying Greek and Latin when that's you're in right. elementary school. Yes. And they,
4: and they knew all the great philosophers, and that's part of what shaped... Our our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence, like Locke and Thomas and those people, they they were um, uh, and, and Rousseau, they were in favor of the our people. Uh, Jefferson and those people were in favor of employing those ideas into what would be workable in a democracy. And I guess we have to say they did a pretty good job. We're still holding forth.
0: Yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's still lots of arguing going on.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And listen. if you don't
0: believe it, listen to three dudes with a view on well. spare <laughs> time, Monday through Thursday. Well, the, the Supreme
4: the supreme Court is, uh, t- I heard them say this morning on today's show, the Supreme Court waits till the last day to turn in their homework.
0: <laughs> oh, boy, and they did stir mm-hmm. the pot, too. Yes, yes they yes. did. Yes.
4: that would be interesting to see how that plays out.
1: Yes. But um, anyway, so... The preamble is the keys to the Constitution, so
4: and and we have to we know that these things are very idealistic, but if you don't strive for the best, then you don't hit anything
0: that's true
4: you, well, I'm going to talk about the Pledge of Allegiance, all right which is also interesting. The Pledge of Allegiance is only thirty one words, and we say it all the time, everywhere. And most people say it wrong.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes.
4: <laughs> it says... Here comes a teacher. It, oh, no. I, it just irritates me. It says, I pledge allegiance to the, to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, comma, one nation under God, comma, <laughs> indivisible with liberty and justice for all. There is no comma after one nation. It's not one nation, comma, under God, comma. And if you'll listen, the Kiwanis Club says it correctly.
0: Good. I'm sure they had some instruction.
4: I think Monty Sneed probably helped with that. But every time I was at a meeting last night, I won't tell you what it was, but I, I wanted to say, there's no comma there. Did y'all know there's no comma there? But the reason we have under God in that is that President Eisenhower in 1954 had us add that because this was the beginning of the Cold War and very bad times and it was proclaimed legal to put under God in there and when I was in the first grade at Highland Park and Miss Louise Harnesson's room, as soon as you could say the pledge to the flag, she would put a little flag sticker on your report card. And that was quite an accomplishment. I think this was a long time ago. It's
0: like getting a gold star.
4: Yeah. In the first grade, you got it. And, and we, you could say it, as soon as you could say it to Miss Harsinger, but the, I've still got my report card. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. And that made it so special Oh that that and we were pre television children remember.
0: Oh
4: yeah. And, and so we did not have all these things like Sesame Street.
1: So when did they write it? Because when I was reading that that was all right
4: it was first published in a book in a juvenile book called The Youth Companion in 1892.
1: So not 1892.
4: And and so the people who they there's been various substitutions uh, they had at once said, my flag, instead of the flag of the United States of America. And in 1942, it was officially adopted. And in 54 Eisenhower had under God added to it. And there's been some uh, confusion about who was responsible for it. And finally, there was a lawsuit <laughs> over who was responsible for it. And in nineteen thirty nine a committee of the US Flag Association, I guess who was the uh the last word, said this fellow named Francis Bellamy wrote it. And sometimes it's called Bellamy's pledge. And uh and the we all know the uh stature, the statue the statue to take to put your hand over your heart and the men in uniform remove their hats and people who um uh, have their baseball caps on, remove them. But we are also, um, in 1943, the Supreme Court ruled that no person can be required to recite the pledge because that violates some people's notion about separation of church and state. And I, I don't get that... Myself because
0: well, okay. she, I got a question for What's you. I, well, it's 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 close to this too. Okay, kinda, it's not exactly the same thing. But when did currency we had to? Well, we started putting in God we trust it's that not was
4: early. It's late.
0: Yeah, it was very late. I mean, I'm thinking it may have been in the 50s I like think with Eisenhower. Right? Again. I
4: think it's late. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've read that, but I don't know. But some people think. That when it says under God that it's an endorsement of religion, mm-hmm. nineteen fifty-five, during Eisenhower, yeah, that it violates the First Amendment, that it is nationalistic indoctrination. I guess I was indoctrinated in the first grade and I didn't even know it. Well, yeah. and that it was used to sell flags. that's about the silliest one but since since 43 no no school can require a child to recite the pledge they can just sit or stand or whatever they want to do it's sort of like the moment of silence we have instead of, of prayer You can do it or not do it, and it's up to your own conscience, whatever
0: you think you ought to do. You know, Sheila, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about what you just said about nationalistic indoctrination, but the question I've got on the other side of that is that if you don't have some type of nationalistic indoctrination and something that, that binds you all together, do you have a nation?
4: No. No. Uh, we, we, you, we toss the word nationalistic around as if something. Like it's ugly. Yeah, like there's something wrong with it. But or nationalistic radical. actually means that, or nationalism actually means you are proud of your country and you value the same things that your country has stood for. But this nationalistic thing, as words do in our language, has lost its original impact.
0: And maybe the original intent. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, folks. That, that, that was really pretty cool. We yeah. To, we may have to revisit all that. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, right now, we've got to revisit a few messages because we're up against a break. And we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee.
5: Let's face
3: it, the world is constantly changing, and it is now more important than ever to take care of those who you trust with your business every day. Large and even international competition has made it increasingly difficult to keep your best talent. With Caledonian Financial's local business plan to help, you can give your employees a business package that is competitive and effective for everyone. I'm Thomas Snead with Caledonian Financial here in downtown Columbia.
0: Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Here we go.
5: You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on
3: WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. <laughs> and we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. With We had a, you know, usually uh, some of our off- <laughs> off-air conversations can be uh, funny and what is what's the word Sheila? ribald or ribald at times
4: but this can one was very nice.
0: philosophical yes yes and I thought it was really really all uh, pretty good before we get into anything with Scott I do want to uh, remind everybody that uh, fireworks can be dangerous yes oh yes. please be careful you know, on Tuesday yes please be careful do not mess around with them. We don't want anybody to get hurt. I'm sure so, the
4: emergency room is prepared.
0: You know, we don't want any grass fires out at Scott's uh, uh, no. farm or no. the Hickman no. farm.
4: Well, as dry as it is, that's a real danger.
0: Yeah, no kidding, it is.
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get you started. <laughs> Su- supervise your children. Yes. yes. Do not rely on them to make good decisions handling fireworks. Yes. Okay. Okay because the ERs will be full of people that have made bad decisions with fireworks. Yes. And um, when you have a firework or something go off in your hand and your hands happen to be closed, you will lose fingers. Yes. Right. Or when you have a roaming candle and you shoot, you think it's fun to shoot roaming candles at each other, and you get hit in the face or eye with one of those, you will wind up in the
2: hospital. And usually, yeah. alcohol is involved. And so, please, <laughs> and <just> so please <laughs> yes. let, let's
3: let's try to set something new. Let's keep the ERs bored yes, this weekend, yes, okay? Yes. Yeah. and let them enjoy the fireworks show because there's nobody coming to the ER this this weekend. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff going on. Um, uh, I'm going to tell everybody right now once again. Out there at Bear Creek, please slow down with the rain and thunderstorms. The water is
0: not draining properly because there's multiple levels of asphalt. Oh, you mean the rain and thunderstorms have been dodging us here lately? And not. not... <laughs> Williamson County gets hammered yesterday. Murfreesboro gets hammered yesterday. Mount Pleasant
1: got hammered yesterday. Yeah. And well, my office. We got rain.
0: We got rain down down where I live. We did not get rain. Well, most of Columbia did not. We got
1: three drops at Carter's
0: Creek. I would say it's Mm -hmm. like you hit the county line uh, up around Williamson County and hit Spring Hill and then stopped. But uh, we've had multiple incidents at Bear Creek with the the
3: downpours. The water does not run off properly because they're still paving. And then we have hydroplaning issues. So please Mm -hmm. slow down through there. Okay, please. Um, everything else is proceeding along uh, according to plan. There are going to be some paving projects that are going to be popping up here in Murray County with DDOT. As we hit the peak of the heat, they can start to really get into the asphalt, and you start. So be patient as we start to get some, some new paving around uh, around Murray County. Um, we are within six weeks, seven weeks, of the possible uh, special session, August twenty first. Governor still has not called it officially, so we are waiting to see what's going to happen with that. Uh, it does look like that we will not get the manifesto or the toxicology report released, so that's going to make legislation extremely difficult up there trying to figure out the why behind what we're doing. And so we've expressed that to the governor and other and our leadership saying, you're putting us in an awkward position here yes, she is. because whenever you're asking us to pass legislation and I don't know the why behind it, it's very dangerous and that usually leads to bad bad policy and so we're we're trying to work with cooler heads up there to maybe if we don't have the manifesto and toxicology report to not call the special session and switch this to hearings just on mental health let's talk about mental health the lack thereof facilities do we have a good process in place? Can people find the right help? How do we transition them and get them out of the ERs and get them into facilities that we don't have enough of? I think that would be a worthwhile conversation, not only for the General Assembly, but I think for people in Tennessee, that your legislature is trying to address something that is plaguing plaguing our society, and then you throw on top of that fentanyl and drug abuse. Oh, yeah. There, we, we We have to have a better... A uh, 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 map across Tennessee for facilities, inpatient facilities for people to get help. People get help. It's no longer we can just drug and send home. We have to get these people getting the help they need so that they can return to a normal life. Mm-hmm. Return to a normal life. So Well, we
4: need to be sure that the school counselors are school counselors. Correct. And that they actually deal with student problems mm-hmm. and not spend their time scheduling classes correct that is so wrong they that is, mm-hmm. that just undermines what they went to school for
3: uh something else out there because i know i have a retired teacher sitting next to me but we have <laughs> we have a lot of retired <laughs> teachers that listen to this good uh last year we did lift 120 day contract to where now a retired teacher can come back into the classroom and teach full-time and not affect their pension so we're looking for those individuals to come back in. But we think what we're gonna do is we're gonna create a program where we're going to really incentivize not really depending on your endorsement that you're that you're able to teach, but if you're a retired teacher because you've been there for what, thirty years, Sheila? Three.
4: Thirty three.
3: Thirty three years, you have a wealth of knowledge that you could help a young teacher learn to plan, become better teacher, implement programs and things like that, to where we're gonna see if we can create a, a program and pay these teachers coming out of retirement to go into the uh, elementary schools, into those classrooms and be teacher's assistants for these young teachers to help them give them a mentor, help them give someone that they can rely on that's been there and done that and can help them navigate when they get through some, di- some, some difficult times and have that expert in the classroom that's assisting that teacher that they can recognize when a student is struggling in English, language, arts, or math and apply their expertise to help those kids and get them moving forward also educationally. So,
0: Scott, remind everybody of the uh, summer school pay. So That's pretty strong.
3: So it is. So at the state of Tennessee, we have guaranteed from the state $1,000 for every week. Some weeks are four weeks. Some weeks are five weeks. Um, I visited nine districts, including Murray County. Uh, the pay is ranging from anywhere from $1,400 a week up to $1,700 a week for teachers.
0: Mercy. For four-day?
3: Four-day week. Oh, right. Four-day week. So um, it is, it is number one, we want to make sure that the teachers were paid properly. and paid well. And they are. <laughs> They're paying very well. Um, I've heard across the districts that the material for summer school is very good. Um, the curriculum is strong. Uh, and the... Uh, the preparation for it with the teachers is very good, well, well laid out. And we're looking to see the gains we made this year in reading with another year of summer school, another year of tutoring, what potentially our gains could be next May. And we could be approaching probably hopefully mid-40s in our literacy rate, which is to me, you know me, it's still not where we want it to be. No, but it's but a great right <laughs> state. we are in we are uncharted territory in Tennessee. if We can hit 45% literacy rate. That will well, put us...
0: I was say, remind everybody where that puts us nationwide.
3: So we're hovering around 41 right now, 42. This year we'll probably bump up. I We're going to finish out around 38%, 39%. Uh, that's almost 10 points in two years. That'll put us roughly, if nobody else changes, that'll put us roughly around uh, probably 35 right there in the nation. Instead of 48? <laughs> well, for 41. But yeah. if we can jump another six, seven points next year, which we believe we can, in ELA and get into that mid forties to upper forties, you're probably looking somewhere around top twenty. Yeah. Now,
4: let's shoot for
3: Now, the only thing we're war and this is you know me, we can't sacrifice math.
4: No, no. So
3: now we've got to figure out what we've done. Is it more time, more focus, more resources for English language arts? Because the school day hasn't gotten any longer. No. Right. <laughs> so what have we done in the classroom? That has really made these gains, which I'm thinking is probably sometimes some focus and some resources. Right? How do we do the exact same thing with mathematics? Yeah, that's the challenge. Without, and I will not vote to extend the school day. Well,
4: I hope not. So, and and you got to be careful
3: because kids don't have a detention Uh -uh. span. Making well, and that's the thing I'm worried about is we're going to sacrifice recess. And you oh. cannot do that. No, in no. my opinion. Now there are some districts that have gone in summer school to an hour recess, and they said the discipline problems have fallen of off the course. table. Of well, course. Well, what do you think? They're six, seven, eight, nine year olds. They got to go outside and run around. This heat doesn't bother them. No, no. doesn't no. bother them.
0: They, they sweat, but it doesn't bother. They them. They don't care. Uh-uh. <laughs>
3: but I mean, it's, it's so it's it's an ongoing process. We're going to keep working on this. We had some good conversations with teachers. Uh, Had some good conversations with some teachers at Baker, and up at uh, Marvin Wright. Um, So I I, I think everybody sees we are on the right path. Um, I I still struggle with retaining them in third grade because it's too late. You got to get them early. You got to get them early, and so we're trying to figure out that you got to
0: start somewhere, though. Right,
3: and we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, Um, but uh, you know, we got to work on bullying in our schools. We got to work on. People touching people in our schools. That you know, keep your hands yourself, right? Yeah. Um, don't kick other people. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, it's nonstop. But I will tell you this: we are vastly ahead of the game than other states right now, and what we're moving to. So good. Uh, just rem- remember, we're going to start to see some paving projects around Murray County. So you know, be careful about the workers out there. Oh yeah. Um, slow down. Uh, be careful out there, at Bear Creek. Slow down. Uh, Bear Creek is ahead of schedule. Um, they're about ready to start doing a lot of the paving now and concrete work. So hopefully, that's
0: the last step, isn't it?
3: Hopefully by the fall. I mean, we might be wrapping up Bear Creek. And then uh, and then that will be taken care of. And then once they wrap up the one up on Buckner, the new one on Buckner, um, then I think the next project, the major project in southern Middle Tennessee, you'll see will probably be the expansion of 65, probably down to Saturn Parkway.
0: Yeah, but that's a federal Well, it's federal
3: money, Yeah, but we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, TDOT does it, but it's federal money. And so there is money rolling out from the stimulus package still that's still available. And from what I understand now, we're also looking at the money that we've also added in locally, well, not locally, in our region, that there's a chance that we might be able to figure out how to start the uh, Highway 31 expansion in Spring Hill to 840, which is desperately needed. (laughs) Um, Good luck. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, and then um, Murray Regional's making a big announcement here at 10 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. So I'll be over there for that to see what that is. Uh, Tom Williford, you know who Tom Williford is? Oh, yes,
4: we do. Tom
3: Williford has retired from WMCP.
4: We love and,
3: Tom. And uh, uh, the County Commission asked Senator Hensley and myself, we recognized Tom last night at the County Commission room and made him a Tennessee Colonel.
2: Absolutely oh, yes. And he me.
3: deserved it. And I will tell you this. And, and unfortunately, I get to deal with the media a lot now. <laughs> and the, the media, I'm telling you, it's very rare to have media that's not biased.
4: Oh, he But he I is. will tell
3: you this, Tom, and I told us yesterday to Tom, I said, Tom, I can tell you this. The one thing I've always liked about you is you are always fair. He
4: is the epitome of right. a newsman.
3: He is a newsman. Professional.
0: Yes, yes. of a professional
3: and what he does is he doesn't give his opinion he tells the story mm-hmm. yes this if Tom says this happened in Murray County it happened in Murray it County
4: did. and he was there and
3: that was the news right I mean the news used to be Walter Concrete, right today yeah. in Philadelphia blah 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 it happened yeah. that's what the news was yeah, yeah tell she would me say it's Edward
0: R. Murrow right yeah. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but
3: those newsmen would tell us what happened. They wouldn't give us their opinion. No no bias. Right. Just, hey, here's what happened. And you knew whatever they said, it happened just how they said it. Yes. yes. And so, um, <laughs> those newsmen like Tom are a dying breed.
4: Absolutely uh, are.
3: Now, Tom's lie. not dying, though. No. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> but, um, they're going away. And it's all talking heads, it's all opinion. Well,
1: and he and, has the traditional radio voice. Yes, he does.
3: Yeah. Yes, yes he does. Well, it's, it's like our, our um, Oh, Lord. Help me out. Does our the news before us. Tom Price. Price. Tom Price, right? He just yeah. tells people what happened. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, I need you to tell me the news. Yeah. Give me the done. news. Give me the facts, and then I'll process the opinion after that's that. That's right. But uh, good things going on in Murray County. Uh, next week, we've got uh, First Friday popping up again. Same so,
1: would are we doing that? a dunk tank, Scott?
3: We're not doing a dunk <laughs> tank, but I, uh, depending on how hot it is, if it's not too bad, I'll be down there. We'll probably have some popsicles to hand out, hang out to the kids.
0: It's going to be plenty hot, hot, hot. It's going to be hot, hot, hot. You hot, better hot, have a lot of ice for
4: you popsicles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: But uh, we are, uh, what are we, It's uh, we're starting July, we're two months away from school starting. Not, not even that, a month away from school oh, starting. A, a month it's away from school like, yeah. starting. And
0: what about two-a-day fall practice up, football? They're
3: in dead period for another week, and then after this week they'll get back into it and they'll be headed towards another high school football season here and um, you know, looking for uh, a rebound from um, Spring Hill to, to get off, you know, get the program going. Mount Pleasant continuing the success that they've had. Uh, Columbia Central going back to the old region they had and maybe starting to dominate that and get those.
0: And with another new head
3: coach. Another new head coach, which is, we'll see what happens. And then uh, more stability hitting Columbia Academy with probably, since I've been over there with them, this is probably their best team they've ever had. Wow. And if they can and the, and the one thing they will have and you've seen my boys but the one thing they will have at that division Division 1A or Division 2 1A the private schools they will probably have the biggest team in the state
0: well,
3: so okay. uh, there are some good that'll things that'll
0: get you a long way it will and
3: <laughs> stay away from injuries but uh, hopefully we might have a couple teams Mount Pleasant for sure uh, Columbia Central Columbia Academy uh, we might have some teams that have an opportunity to go very deep into the playoffs this
0: year something. and maybe wind up Chattanooga. Oh, that be cool. Be you know, I know we got some programming notes, Terry. What do you got on there?
2: Well, we got Atlanta Braves who are playing great baseball right now. They're on tonight at 5 and on 103.